Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. This one is a lot better than uh, past years. I mean, this is a team that's come in that uh, wasn't really expected to do much today by outside forces, but we didn't really <clears throat> buy into that. Stayed as a team and kept fighting. And then uh, afterwards, we didn't really take what's the word I'm thinking of? pleasure, I guess, and try to get more victories and saying we only lost by three and things like that. We looked at ourselves and kind of said, like, what was the problem? Like, what made us lose this game? And then we just came down to it. It was really just, you know, assignments and penalties. I think if we cut out half of those penalties, I think it would have been a, a much better game. The offense was doing uh, was doing a tremendous job. And then defense was starting to lock it down and more in that second half when we needed it. If we learned anything from yesterday's loss in Nashville, Tennessee, it is this is not the same team in 2019 or 18. The Jaguars coming off a tough, close loss to the Titans. 33-30 was the final score. But like I mentioned, it is obvious that this team is handling losses differently this season. I go to you, Brian Sexton. We have all kinds of thoughts on this Monday morning at drive time. But now, a night removed, got to sleep on it. What are we thinking about this game? Well, you know, we've been talking the last couple of months about how normal doesn't mean normal anymore. You never want to say the new normal mm -hmm. or get back to normal. And, and we kind of changed the paradigm on this show. We talked about unprecedented times. So what I'm about to say is unprecedented in terms of wins and losses, but yesterday felt like a win to me. Um, because we were talking about a team that nobody thought would be competitive this season, that didn't have a shot to go in and beat Tennessee, you know, a team that played in the AFC Championship game. And what they're doing is unprecedented in a sense in that they are winning, not necessarily on the scoreboard, but week to week, showing you the sort of resolve, the sort of ability to run the football when we weren't sure when they let Leonard Fournette go that they'd be able to do that, the ability to stop the run when Calais Campbell is gone. There's no Marcel Darius any longer, and yet they went in and gave Derrick Henry a hell of a day. So, you know, there's a lot of things that feel WWW on this because they're, and I'm not talking about World Wrestling Federation. I'm talking about win, win, win. They're doing things right. Now, there's, there's some things that aren't obviously good with special teams, but right now they are winning because they are getting better. All right, John Ogier, we will get to you after we get to some big things, all kinds of things to talk about on this Monday morning at drive time. As we get into big thing one is that is mistakes that Brian just mentioned. Missed kicks, interceptions, 20-yard sacks, squib kicks gone bad. It was these mistakes that cost them the game, along with the two penalties that we'll also talk about near the end of the game. Got to clean those up on Thursday night football, getting ready for the Dolphins to come to Jacksonville if you want a chance to win continuing this season. Big thing, too, is Minshew. We talk about those mistakes, but what shadowed those mistakes in the third quarter and fourth quarter is those three consecutive touchdown drives. Thursday night, however, I think we all need to agree the offense needs to start faster going into that game. Um, but we also learned that we got to start faster, you know. Uh, we don't we don't need to be getting down 13 in the first place. Um, I think 
If we jump out and play every quarter like we played that fourth, we're, we're going to be a really, really good football team. And finally, big thing three is good news and bad news. I'll give you the good news first. The Jaguars went in to Nashville and stopped the run. Derrick Henry held them to 84 yards on 25 carries. The bad news is Ryan Tannehill had his best career day. Four touchdowns, 145 passer rating. They focused so much on stopping the run that Ryan Tannehill completely blew it up. Avery Jones says we went into this being a little too one-dimensional. Uh, for us personally, I feel like every game you go in, you always want to try to make a team one-dimensional. So, you know, uh, you know, we know we want to stop the run with Derrick Henry, but we want to stop the run with every team to get on the pass. Uh, as far as the pressure on Tannehill, I think we just got to do better getting off the uh, play action blocks and things like that. I think uh, this game was probably a little locked in a little bit too in the run, kind of buried our eyes and kind of worked out late to work against the pass. But... I think that's just how it is with every game. I think uh, moving forward, we're going to just try to focus on that more because I really think that was a real big part of the game. I think our DBs will do a good job, but we just can't leave them out there covering for about six to ten seconds. All right, John, I'll go to you first. This is something we didn't have the chance to talk about last night on Rapid Recap, but it was a huge thing about the game. The defense overall played well, especially against the run. But John, I know we talked about it so much throughout the week is stopping Derrick Henry. We said, do not forget about Ryan Tannehill. They seem to kind of sort of forget about him yesterday. I'm not sure what choice they had. I mean, it, it, you're going up there and you know that if you don't stop Derrick Henry, you're going to lose. So if you don't do that, you're going to lose. So you do that and then you sort of take your chances with some extended plays uh, for Ryan Tannehill, some opportunities. Look. They gave themselves a chance to win the game. So I'm not really going to fault the approach. What I will say is you mentioned the offense starting slow. It's really the defense that has to figure out a way to not sort of get rolled early. They're digging themselves holes. Credit the defense for playing very well both second half of this season so far. They've come up with big stops at big moments, but They've gotten themselves in very deep holes, and you wonder how long that's going to last. Uh, Brian, I think the big concern right now defensively, I don't know that they're going to, quote, fix the pass rush with what's on the field. I think they're going to have to blitz more than they're comfortable with. I don't know that this is a team that's consistently going to get pressure with four. That's a worry in this defense. Well, the reason they're not is that they only have one proven pass rusher and they're going to slide everything, the offenses are, that is, towards Josh Allen and try to stop Caleb on chase on one-on-one. It was good to see him break through. The good news from this problem with the pass rush is there are solutions. You have Josh Allen, who was a pro bowler a year ago, and Caleb on chase on, who was a first-round draft choice and is an exceptional talent, if not a polished pass rusher. You've got some personnel answers to the issue. What you don't have, John, as you said, is the scheme to get it done. That's, they're not a blitzing team. They don't play that zone system where they just attack, attack, attack. They try to get there with four, which they've always been able to do. Todd Wash is going to have to change it up a little bit, especially with the young secondary. You can't let some of the quarterbacks who are ahead on the schedule just sit back there all day. They're going to have to find a way to mix it up. Mm -hmm. Now we go to big thing two, which is Gardner Minshew. We talk about those costly mistakes, but John, I'll go back to you about this. 
on Rapid Recap last night, Brian Sexton said it as well. You are in on this quarterback. I mean, yes, 20-yard sack, you can't argue. You can't do that as a young quarterback. And most likely that's something that's going to be addressed this week. But the fight he has, the fight this offense has to come back is something we have to address. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he's going to be the guy. And it appears that he is going to play well enough to keep this job. There, there is still concern. He doesn't drive the ball. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. But at some point, you have to acknowledge that he figures out a way to get it done. He figures out a way to protect it. That's a good Tennessee team. It's a good Tennessee defense with a good pass rush. And they drove the ball consistently in the second half enough to get him back in the game. Um, you know, I'm hedging a little bit because I, I was giddy last night. Hey, I'm all in, I'm all in. <laughs> I, I am all in in the fact that I don't think this guy is going to play poorly enough to lose the job. And, you know, so, yeah, I'm in. He's going to be the guy. And what he's got to do, it, as you mentioned last night, as you just mentioned, Shalane, there are a few little things each game that bother you. The 20-yard sack was mm -hmm. atrocious, but that's something you can clean up. That's not a fundamental flaw that you can't overcome. The giddiness level well, is down just from, a wee bit. It's Go gone ahead, Brian. From, is your giddiness level down? It, it, it's gone from him having to win the job to him having to lose the job in just two games, which I think is remarkable. It's why I said last night I'm in. Uh, I wasn't sure he'd be able to do that. Is he perfect? Well, no. I mean, atrocious is just the first adjective I would use in terms of that 20-yard sack. Uh, Ashland, I, that was the first time I ever watched a Jaguars game on TV. First time in 25 years I wasn't at the stadium. And so my reaction to the sack caught my two sons off guard. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just I, I wouldn't say that in a press box. You know I mean? It, 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 that was yeah. terrible. Um, but you're right, John. You can work on those sorts of things. He, he doesn't drive the ball, as you mentioned. He's got some limitations height-wise, and you saw the way that the Titans defended that late in the game, jumping and getting their hands up. That could be problematic for a guy who's better on the run than he is in the pocket. But that being said, it was remarkable to watch him engineer those three consecutive touchdown drives when they, they had the air let out of them at the end of the first half there with Josh Lambeau's error and the 24 to 10 deficit. It, the, the kid has that, all right, let's go. I wrote it, in fact, in Quick Thoughts once. He loves the chip right here on his shoulder. He loves it that way. If you anoint him as the franchise quarterback, I'm not sure he's the same guy. He likes to sort of, you know, me against the world sort of thing, you know. I, Renegade is the Steelers song that they play in their stadium, but I might play it down here in this stadium for him. <laughs> yeah, I think you're Rudy, right, Ashley, if you will. Interrupt, but All good. I think the point Brian made at the top is the best one. I don't wonder anymore if he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Now the question is, how much will he ascend? I, th I think he's got the job. Now it's just a matter of how good can he be. Yeah, and I think the tone at least, it's calmed down the past two weeks is the tanking for Trevor. And we've said this since the beginning of the offseason. We don't believe this team is going to lose enough games to even be in a position to get a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. And if Gardner Minshew continues to play like he is, 
I think a few more weeks, that talk, Trevor Lawrence, who? I mean, I don't think we're even talking about that anymore here in Jacksonville, the national perception, at least. I don't know that anybody's going to say Trevor Lawrence, who? <laughs> Just to be clear. I mean, the guy is a tremendous talent. But in this town, I think people now are focused in on Gardner Minshew and not even thinking about, hey, at least there's a quarterback at the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. And John, one more thought from you. I don't even really know if there's much to talk about with this, but a very strange day on special teams. And the only thing I can think about is I just don't want to be near Joe DiCamilla, special teams coordinator today. Just a weird day. I'm sure it's something you can fix, but uncharacteristic for the special teams unit in Jacksonville. Yeah, well, Brian talked about it in his quick thoughts, and I know he feels the same way. You don't want to be near Joe D. On a good day, that can be loud, and it's going to be tough today. But, you know, it, it's not really a special teams coordinator issue, quite frankly. Josh Lambeau has been fantastic for this team for uh, two or three years. Bad day yesterday. Kicked it into the front uh, guy on the kickoff on a squib kick. Don't do that. Uh, missed extra point. You know, that's something he doesn't do very often, and he did yesterday. Uh, it, it was a tough day for Lambeau. Logan Cook had a bad kick at the end. But I'll tell you what, you know, I don't worry about those two guys. Their body of work is such that I kind of write that off as one bad day. Those guys are good mm -hmm. players, and the special teams on this team are good. Just a quick story, and I can't tell the whole story, but in Joe D's first tenure here as special teams coordinator, coming home from a loss in Houston one night, because he and I lived near each other, and I used to drive him to the airport and ride home with him, he was yelling so loud into his phone, things that I can't repeat on the air that I thought I should pull <laughs> over until he calmed down. I don't want to be in his meeting room. And I love the guy. He's one of the best special teams coaches in the league. This was personnel yesterday, not Joe D. <laughs> I think we all can agree. Let's talk to Joe D on Tuesday, hopefully. All right. And that is Wednesday. our big things. When we come back Wednesday, maybe, maybe next week as a whole, <laughs> when we come back, some highlights from yesterday's loss in Nashville, Tennessee, coming up on Jags Drive Time. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity this is Chantel Baker fiance of DJ Chark enter for your chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience with the Jaguars imagine being selected as a Jaguar for the day with prizes including the opportunity to test your skills with the Jaguars team trainer personalized Jaguars jersey club level tickets to a Jaguars home game and more look for details at Publix where you can pick up all your game day needs including tide bounty and crest tackle everything in one stop available at Publix where shopping is a pleasure Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff 
Look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. Jags fans, you could win big alongside the Jaguars when you buy a ticket to the Jaguars 50-50 raffle presented by Duval Motor Group. Even if you can't make it on game day, you can buy your tickets from anywhere in the state for both home and away games at jaguars5050.com. As a bonus, tickets are buy one, get one prior to kickoff. One winner takes half of the jackpot and the remaining half benefits the Jaguars Foundation's charitable programs. Visit jaguars5050.com today and buy your ticket. Alrighty, let's relive yesterday's game, shall we? Highlight from yesterday's loss in Nashville, Tennessee. We start in the first quarter. We start in the first drive. It took the Titans all but 98 seconds to score a touchdown that immediately put the Jaguars defense in the hole. Derrick Henry had 31 carries last week on first down. Tannehill looking to throw. Plenty of time, wide open, Janu Smith into Jacksonville territory. Winger trying to chase him down, and he does. But a big play for Tennessee. Tannehill, great protection again over the middle, into the end zone, caught, touchdown! And it's John Smith. Time for the Jaguars to answer. There was an interception in the next drive, and the Titans go on to score again. It's 14 to zero until we see this beautiful throw to Tyler Eifert. Well, he was in for 47 plays last week out of 80 at altitude. Minshew deep, Chalk is down there, Chalk's got it! Big play by the Jags, Minshew to Chark. Tennessee just managing that a little bit here early on. Minshew over the middle, he's got a man, touchdown, Tyler Eifert! His first touchdown as a Jaguar. Fantastic answer by the Jaguars. Score now is 21 to 10 as we get to the next highlight. Lambo comes off making a 35-yard field goal to this. And again for Tennessee, they do have two timeouts remaining. Onside kick, and Tennessee has it. And now, now the Titans are in field goal range. And all the tall guys right in the middle, Tabe and Bryan, number 90. And Doskowski is good! Costly mistake by the Jaguars. Special teams unit gives the Titans three points going into halftime, 24 to 10 at halftime. We go all the way to the fourth quarter now, because that's where the action was. Scores 30 to 24 now. Defense holds them for a three and out. And it is time for Gardner Minshew to respond and tie this game up. Minshew with the blitz coming to Thompson, and he's got it! Touchdown! What a throw by Minshew! With the heat coming in his face, the mustache steps up. All right, let's go to the very end of the game. Third down pass interference on Miles Jack. Gives the Titans great field position to make the field goal. And this, this is the exact opposite way you want to end a ball game. The play as we approach 50 seconds to go. Minshew Humphreys passes back and down and picked off. Harold Landry with the interception. 
And we end with that. Final score, 33-30, to 30, reliving that game against the Titans yesterday. And Brian, we can all imagine Minshew's personality. Now he carries the team on his shoulders, the weight of the team. I'm sure in the locker room we weren't there, which stinks for us. But we were going to feel that he probably feels like this is all on his shoulders. But when you look at those mistakes, there's a lot of things that the whole team could have gone de done better to get a win. Well, Minshew's a good leader. He's an exceptional leader, and he's willing to take the blame, but he knows that he carried this team all day long, and the interception at the end, you know, that's just the way things bounce from time to time. I, I, when I listened to him post-game, I heard a guy who knows that he's got a team that's going to play really well in the weeks ahead. The offense, Ashlyn, in the first two games is averaging 28.5 points. They're on pace, and it's only two games to score more points in a season than any team in Jaguars history right now. That's pretty darn good, considering <laughs> where we were months ago, wondering whether this guy could be the guy or not. I, they're in pretty good shape. I think Minshew inwardly is smiling more than he's frowning this morning. Yeah, John, we heard from all the players, three of them on the podium, and it was nice to hear they weren't pointing fingers. Yes, they were upset by the loss, but I think we all can agree this Thursday night football game against the Dolphins it's going to be exciting to watch. Well, we do hot takes in the next segment. My secondary take, the other, you know, if I had a second Bernie Woodfire grill, I'd put it over here. <laughs> um, it would, uh, it's a must win Thursday to me. And because, uh, for many reasons, because I think the schedule dictates and you got to come back and win anyway. What struck me about the post game, and I was trying to figure this out as I was writing and I never really got to this point. In 13 and 14, Brian, remember, you graded this team on a curve, meaning if it played well, you felt good about it. Oh, they're building towards something. This isn't a team on a curve. And I think a lot of people in the preseason thought that it was going to be, thought that it was going to be, well, they came close, it's okay. This team's in the mix. They're, forget the preseason storylines. The storyline for this team is they're 1-1. One one. They're right in the AFC South. They should be 2-0, and oh, except for two really questionable interference calls yesterday, which I know we don't question calls, but wow, did that shift the game. This yes. team is going, you know, if it plays like it is right now, this team's in it, and that's all they're thinking. So we may mm -hmm. need to, the people watching it may need to rethink what they thought 10 days ago. So I, I'm not even more. thinking about being in the mix, John, at this point, because to me, this still isn't a playoff caliber team this year, no matter what the record says right now. But what I see is an exciting young roster loaded with young talent. And we've told that story the first two Sundays of this season. I look at a quarterback who all of a sudden now, to me at least, looks like the door is wide open and it's his job. He's got something special. And I look at a salary cap and more draft capital next year. This year, to me, is about lighting that fire for long-term success. And in mm -hmm. two weeks, uh, their long-term looks really damn good. Potential, Brian Sexton. That's what we all see so far, two weeks into the season. When we come back, John Osier teased it. Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take coming up on Jaguars Drive Time.
Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. Jacksonville Jaguars launched an organization-wide commitment to voter education organized by players and coaches and designed to encourage fans to get in the game with a call for civic engagement. The Jaguars are calling for fans in Florida to register to vote by the October 5th deadline. Visit jaguars.com slash vote as a resource for voter registration and key deadline. Alrighty, we are back on Jags Drive Time Monday morning, brought to you by Jet Home Loans as we get into some Bernie Wood Fire Grill hot takes going into week three of the season, getting ready for Thursday night football here in Jacksonville. And Brian Sexton, you're an optimistic man this morning looking at the first quarter of the season. Well, the, the way that the schedule has, has played out so far, uh, you know, two teams that were thought to be a level above the Jaguars, the Titans and the Colts, the Jags are one and one, and they probably should be two and oh. So now they have two teams that are where they are thought to belong, right, in the lower echelon, uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals sitting in front of John Osier, are you there yes. with a Bernie Woodfire yes. grill? Hot take. I am, and I'm okay. I'm sort of off the grid because I can't see anybody. Uh, but my hot take We're is blind. that uh, well, uh, my hot take is that uh, Gardner Minshew. I think is the guy. And I'm not even sure if this was the hot take because I can't see anybody right now. So this is what I am. But I do think, as Brian said in the show earlier, he's the guy. Now it's just a question of where he ascends to. I think we can, I think we can forget about other quarterbacks. He is good. Tyler Eifert, DJ Tark. He can get it done on those fronts. Now it's just a matter of the steps he takes to become a veteran quarterback. Could not agree more, John Osier. I think Gardner Mishu was definitely promising yesterday and seems to definitely be the guy now in Jacksonville. My Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take. I know it's a hot one, but bear with me here. 
I think the Jaguars need to bring in more reinforcements at safety. Anyone watching that game saw that the Titans' deep offense was picking on Andrew Wingard. You're seeing now that if you didn't miss Jared Wilson before, you're definitely missing him now as he is on IR. I think you have the cap space to go get a safety. And Earl Thomas, a ha-ha Clinton Dix, is on the free agency market. And I'm saying this if Andrew Wingard gets hurt, and I think he's a promising player that has a lot of potential. You have Brandon Watson, and you have draft pick Daniel Thomas behind him. I think they have no margin for error at safety, and it might not be a bad idea to go place some calls and just see what happens, possibly bring in another body at safety because Ryan Tannehill had the best career day of his NFL playing career yesterday. You don't want to see that happen again. And those are our Bernie Woodfire Grill hot takes. When we come back, some NFL headlines here on Jags Drive Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar, we believe in better especially in helping build a better financial future for our members so we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up we've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates saving members more than a million dollars this year in addition to the millions we save them every year if you believe that saving money is better join vistar we never forget that it's your money all loans subject to approval insured by ncua i'm Chantel baker fiance of dj chark my fiance is always prepared with a game day plan and so am i i'm always looking for easy ways to save time and Publix helps me tackle everything from pre-game prep to post-game cleanup with prices that are never out of bounds. This week at Publix, assorted varieties and sizes of Tide Pods or Tide Liquid Laundry Detergent are on sale for $12.49. Available at Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Drive Time Monday morning brought to you by Jet Home Loans. A very eventful weekend in the NFL. A great game last night. Big win for the Seahawks over the Patriots. And all kinds of injuries and bad news, sadly, around the NFL. So, Brian Sexton, I'll give it to you. What do you got for us? Well, I mean, people who are old enough to know who Jerry Glanville is remember his famous, the NFL stands for not for long comment to an official on the game. As in not for long when you make calls like that. But look, last year, the Niners and their defensive line in particularly were the toast of the NFL. Look how talented and deep they were. They had Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, D. Ford, this guy, Joey, Bo uh, Joey Bosa's brother. Um, why can't I think of his name? What's his name, Ashlyn? I'm going to say Joey. Nick Bosa. Nick. <laughs> Nick. There you go. Nick. Sorry, senior moment there, right? Um, and Solomon Thomas behind him. And now all of them are gone with the exception of 
Eric Armstead, the interior defensive tackle. I mean, it, they're all injured or Buckner is in Indianapolis in that case. And so the reality of it is, is that in the blink of an eye, and then worse news for them, is that Joey Garoppolo now has a high ankle sprain and is probably gone for a time. And it appears that Raheem Mostert, you know, who was a hero for a while in the Super Bowl, is down with a knee injury as well. Oh, and by the way, those same Niners who had the injuries yesterday at MetLife Stadium in New York, and now they're filing a grievance with the league and the Players Association to look at the field, they play the Giants there next Sunday. Back-to-back weeks, they're staying on the East Coast. Not for long. How about this one? Not too long. And this is the quarterback, Justin Herbert, who made his first career start yesterday and estimated that he had maybe 10 to 15 seconds of of forehand warning that he was going to be the starter. Because as as you recall, Tyrod Taylor was feeling some tightening in the chest after the national anthem. So out of an abundance of caution, they took him to the hospital. And Anthony Lynn turned to Justin Herbert, the rookie from Oregon, and said, "Um, you're the starter. And he played pretty darn well especially against Kansas City. So uh, let's finish it with this one, and it's condolences for Captain White. I I was touched by the way that Tom Brady and Russell Wilson uh, and so many players, the McCourty twins, both reached out uh, via social media to James White, the, the very talented running back for the New England Patriots, and his father, who is a Miami Dade police captain, and mother were involved in a car accident. His father died yesterday on game day. Uh, White obviously did not play. And the way that Brady and Russell Wilson, I'd always heard good things about James White, the person. You you hear those things around the league. But then when the moment comes to see how many people had his back, um, it it was special. If you haven't seen it, go look for it. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, all kinds of guys tweeting out condolences to James White and his family. Very terrible news last night for Sunday Night Football. And that is our show on Jags Drive Time Monday morning. We'll be back Wednesday morning. And don't forget, short week this week, Thursday Night Football here in Jacksville. You want to go, stay safe, get big game against the Dolphins coming up here this week. We'll be back Wednesday morning. We'll see you soon.